It gets the guys on the bookshelf up there worked up. Bye. 
Let's all stand. Everybody stand. Hallelujah. While the choir finds their place, everybody stand. I know that was a little, you heard it last week, but it just does something for me, I'm telling you. That's the New Testament in the Matili language. The first time that will be turned on in the village will be the first time they've ever heard that the blood of Jesus can wash their sin away. Now, I don't care how many times I hear that, it cranks my tractor. Now, I know if you was a goody two-shoes and a good person, that wouldn't mean nothing to you, but if you've done the stupid things that I've done, you'd appreciate that song right there. How many of y'all have made mistakes in your life? How many of you glad God forgives them? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We, look around, folks. Look around. Every, look to your left and look to your right. We're kind of full, ain't we? We're kind of full. Well, guess what? We're going we're gonna to start... Lord's willing, Lord's willing, we're trying to work this out and trying to make this happen and praying for God's direction, but we need to start another service, uh, maybe two services. Uh, uh, now, it's either that or one of y'all going to have to cough up a million. Which is it? <laughs> I guess we'll have the other service, amen? <laughs> Listen, we got we to keep growing. Preach, it's hard, it's hard. I'm sure it's been hard to fly to Mongolia all the time, isn't it? Is, is missions easy? No. There's nothing easy about it. I was talking with some of our older folks and, and, uh, and some, some of the younger ones too, and I said, would you, would you like to have a service where we could break out the hymnals again? And man, there was mass revival in the senior section. Say amen right there. And we, we, we're, we're working on some stuff. We're going, we may have to buy some more hymnals, but we're thinking about starting a, a, a service for that, starting a, 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 a service for the young people too. And for listen, whatever, whatever it is that we do, we need to be in the will of God. Amen? Amen? And we're trying to work this stuff out and get the mind of God. How many of y'all will help pray for the leaders of this church that we do the mind of God? That's what we want to do. And y'all pray for us that we do that. And while, while, you're, while you're praying about that, turn with me to Romans chapter number 1. Romans chapter number 1. I was working on an outline, Brother Tommy, and, and I, had, I had three points. I had two subs, and, and I had illustrations, and God made me erase everything but the first point. And I said, Lord, couldn't you just said that before I did all the work to get the other? Uh, I know you, you think it's just real easy to, to get, the, get the word and then alliterate that word so it'll be easy to remember, but that takes some brain works, amen? And I'm running short on that, amen? 
But thank God, God has a plan. He has a plan. If you'll look in Romans chapter number 1 and then turn over, turn over to 2 Kings, uh, 2 Kings, I didn't tell y'all this up there, guys, so y'all just had to find that. Uh, 2 Kings chapter number 7. And, and, and I want to I start in Romans 1, and then we're just going to jump over there and, and read a story that took place in 2 Kings chapter number 7. And, and we'll be, we'll, we got to be brief. It's half a page of notes. Amen. It's got to be. Uh, uh, Romans chapter 1 and verse number 14. When you have found your place, say amen. Amen. I am debtor. I am debtor. Three verses, 14, 15, and 16, Paul says, I am something. And all three of it had to do with the gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ. Listen, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news that Jesus saves, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ that will deliver sinners. He says, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me, I love that phrase. I love that phrase. So as much as in me is. In other words, I'm going to do it with everything I have. As much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. First, I am debtor. Verse 14. Verse 15, I am ready. Verse 16, why? For I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Let's read verse 14 again, just the first three words. Say those first three words to me. Say it again. Father, thank you for your word and your mercy. Thank you for Brother Tommy and his family being here today. Thank you for the ministry that's going on. And God, I pray that we are partners together to see, Lord, your gospel get to the unreached peoples of this earth. Lord, not only that, but your ministry shared, your love shared in the orphanages and the hospitals. God, I pray, Lord, for the feeding centers. Lord, everything that's going on over there, God, I pray for your, your blessing, your abundance. And uh, Lord, your favor be upon it. I pray that you'll be with Brother Tom as he travels around sharing this burden and this need. I pray that you'll supernaturally give him the ability and the strength and the power, uh, Lord, in the safety, Lord, put a hedge about him and his home and his family. God, I pray that you'll bless his ministry, Lord. And God, I pray that you'll motivate our hearts. I pray that you'll motivate those who are here at Temple, Lord, that we will catch the heart and the fire and the vision for missions. And Lord, your will be done. God, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Last Sunday... Last Sunday, we, we shared the, the vision and we shared the, the, uh, uh, the, the goal, uh, the, the project that we are going to support this, this year. Our missions project would be buying these proclaimers and challenging folks. Listen, everybody can buy one. Everybody can buy one. We can do that. We can make that happen. Uh, everybody can buy one, but some can buy five. Some can buy ten. Uh, these, are, these are $157 a piece. Some can buy 50. There are people in here that can buy 50 of these and, and make a difference in the life of somebody who's never heard. They can do that. Listen, I was praying and said, God, please help our people and encourage our people and let, let them see that this is possible. You will do it. 
uh, right after the morning service, right after the first service, the early service, the service you're in right now, uh, I, was, I was back in the back sharing uh, some information with Brother Chris that we needed to do for missions, and, and somebody come and, and said, Preacher, we're not going to be here. We're just traveling through, and we wanted to give this to you to buy those proclaimers. We won't be here on the fourth Sunday uh, when you take up the offering for us, so just put this in there. I said, Yes, sir, no problem, no problem. And uh, when he walked away, I waited till he walked away. That's the great thing to do, amen? Wait till he walked away, and I looked at it, and, I looked, and it was a check for five. Now, y'all know I was really nauseated and sick before that service. I felt a lot better right after that. Amen. Another person came up, another person came up and gave uh, uh, $150 and said, Preacher, we don't go to church here, but we want to we give toward that. Will you put this to it? Yes, 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 sir. Uh, another lady after the second service after the second service with tears in her eyes. Don't go to church here. She said, I don't go to church here. I'm not a member here, but I would like to participate in, in this project. And she gave me an envelope uh, that had 10 $100 bills in it. What are you saying? I'm saying this. $6,350 came in from people that don't go to church here. What is the point? The point is this, that God is in this happening. And God will do a miracle through you. God will touch you. I want you to be praying every week. God, what do you want me to do? And listen, if God is the one doing it, you don't have to sweat it. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. God will give it to you. And I'm telling you, if he gives it to you and you pay a boat payment, God will sink your ship. Say amen. Listen, we need to get the word out. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? I'm okay. My family's saved. I've heard the gospel. What's the big deal? I've even, I've even heard some families that were discussing what we're doing with other families, and they didn't think it was a good idea. So we got plenty of people over here that need help. And that's true. That's true, but that's our job. What's the big deal? What do we owe them? Paul says... I'm a debtor. You see, there's two ways to go into debt. There's two ways to go into debt. I need, I need Brother Buchanan, I need Brother Kendrick, and I need Brother Gabe, if you'll come with me. You see, you see, stand over there, Brother Gabe, or either one, either one. You see, Brother Kendrick could borrow money from Brother Buchanan, and when he borrowed money from Brother Buchanan, now who owes who? Kendrick owes Brother Buchanan. All right. Now, a lot of us know what that is, and, and, and God help us with that. Amen. That's one way, but that's not the kind of debt that the Apostle Paul is talking about. There's another way to be in debt. is when Brother Buchanan gives to Brother Kendrick for the purpose of giving to Brother Gabe. Now, see, now see with this being said, while Brother Kendrick has it, he has been given it by somebody else to give it to somebody else. And now, who Brother Kendrick is in debt to who? Brother Gabe. Now, this is the deal. This is what Paul is saying with his said, I am debtor. God has entrusted to me the gospel to give to those who do not have it. You say, oh, but that was, thank you guys, that was, that was uh, but, but you don't understand, preacher, that was to a missionary, that was to the Apostle Paul. Do you realize the Great Commission is given to every Christian? We are debtors. We are debtors. We have an obligation to give out what we have been given. Uh, the, the, the founder 
of the Nazarene movement, the founder of the Church of the Nazarene, P.F. Breezy, said this, We are debtors to every man to give him the gospel in the same measure in which we have received it. I want you to turn with me real quickly to 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter number 7. When I begin to read this, and I, 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 had, I, had a great, I had a great outline, I'm telling you, the responsibility that he felt, the, the responsibility, he says, I am debtor. Then the readiness that he showed, he said, I am ready. Then the reasoning that he gave, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. I wanted to preach all that, but you know, God only wants us to know one thing. When we leave here today, he wants us to understand and really get in our hearts and our minds one thing. We are debtors. We are debtors. We owe something. We owe. We have a responsibility to share the gospel with those who have not. Listen, as we read this 2 Corinthians chapter number 7, if you found your place, say amen. Let me set the table just a, just a little bit with this chapter. Uh, the king of Syria the king of Syria has come and has besieged Samaria, which was, which was Israel at the time. And, and they, they have surrounded the city and, 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 and they are starving them out. They are trying to get them to surrender. They are trying to get them to uh, uh, throw in the towel. And they are basically starving them out. And to the point that they're eating the animals and they have even resorted to eating their own children. Starving to death. Listen, they are hopeless. They are helpless in this situation. Well, here they are. It's, it's looking bleak. It's looking dim. It's looking like we're, 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 we're in trouble. There is no hope. The prophet has promised that God would do something and God would move on their behalf. And, and, and we see that he does. But there are, there are some lepers that are outside of the walls of the city. You see, they were outcasts. They could not come in and associate with those who were, who were not lepers. They could not associate with the normal crowd. They could not associate with the city folks. They had to be on the outside. They could not come around. And any time uh, uh, regular folk got around them, they had to cry out, unclean, unclean. And so they were social outcasts. They were outside of the mainstream. And nobody wanted to have anything to do with them. They were scared to death that they would contract the disease. So here they are. They are outcasts. They have nothing, no hope. The only hope that they had was somebody would throw out food and somebody would have mercy upon them and help them. And these lepers, they're sitting here and they're saying, you know what? If we go into the city, they're starving to death. We're going to die. And it's a possibility if we go to the Syrian army, they may kill us too, but one way or another, we're going to die. Let's take the, the lesser of two evils. Let's see, maybe they might have mercy on us and give us something to eat. And that's what we see here in this, in this chapter, verse number 3. And there were four leprous men at the entering end of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, uh, we will die also. Now therefore come, let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live, and if they kill us, we shall but die. He said, We're going to die anyhow. Let's go. And they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was no man there. 
For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight, and they left their tents and their horses and their asses, even the camp as it was, and fled for their life. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent, and did eat and drink, and carried silver and gold and raiment, and went and hid it, and came again and entered into another tent, and carried this also, and went and hid it. So what happened? These lepers, they left the city, and they come to the, the camp, the army that had surrounded them and was, was trying to starve them out, and they got there, and there was nobody there. They went into this tent and that tent, and they said, man, they are gone. There are nobody there. And they started eating like crazy. They were starving to death. They started eating. They found gold and silver. And man, this is, we, this is our lucky day. Every dog has his day. Man, this is our day. It has finally come upon us. Man, look what we have. Look what we have found. Boy, they would go and hide the gold, and they would hide the silver, and they would get them something to eat. And man, it was the greatest day of their life. Finally, they were lucky. Finally, they were blessed. Listen, they had suffered through leprosy and they had suffered through shame and ridicule and abandonment and being an outcast. And finally, it was their day. Finally, they had a blessing given to them. Finally, God smiled upon them. And here they are sitting in that tent and enjoying what God had done for them. And they said, wait a minute. Wait a minute, guys. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Then said one to another, We do not well. Wait a minute, guys. Wait a minute. This ain't right. This ain't right. This... I know this is great. I know this is wonderful. God has finally smiled upon us. This is not right, what we're doing. You say, preacher, what are you saying? You see, one of them must have remembered an aunt or an uncle that still lived in the city. One of them must have remembered a friend that they went to school with that still lived in the city and said, you know, we're out here. And they're starving to death and they're dying and they're going to perish we're out here eating we do not well you know what they were saying we are debtors we're debtors and I want to give you two, two things today two reasons that we're debtors the first reason is this we're debtors today because of what? Write this down. The opportunity that we have found. The opportunity that we have found. Preacher, what opportunity are you talking about? There was a day in my life, Brother Tommy Tillman, that, that somebody came to me and said, Jesus loves you, this I know. For my Bible tells me so. 
My Bible says that Jesus loves you and, and, and it says that, listen, we have all sinned and we have all come short of the glory of God, but, but God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Listen, we are sinners. We have failed. We have fallen. But there is a God in heaven who loves you more than you could ever imagine. And listen, he sent his son to die for you and you can be saved. You could be forgiven. You can be redeemed. And I'm telling you, that day I got on my knees and I said, dear Lord Jesus, if you'll take me just like I am, please forgive Give me of my sin. Come into my heart and be my Savior. And I'm telling you, the opportunity that I found that day, I found an opportunity to be saved. I found an opportunity to be forgiven. I found an opportunity to be redeemed. I found an opportunity to have a home in heaven with my name written on it. I've got my name in glory. My name is in the Lamb's book of life. And man, it's a wonderful opportunity that I have found. The opportunity I found, I found a friend in Jesus. He's everything to me. Listen, I have found an opportunity to have somebody walk with me and talk with me and fellowship with me. I have found an opportunity to have a Holy Ghost be with me and help me when I've done wrong. Help me to do right. Uh, listen, convict me when I do do wrong and teach me what I need to do and do right. He's one that lifts me up when I'm sad. He encourages me when I'm discouraged. And He walks and talks with me. And, and listen, He goes through the valley with me and helps me and be what I need to be. Wow! What an opportunity I have found. Listen, on that day, I found an opportunity to have friends like I've never known before. I found on that day an opportunity to have friends that are closer to me than my own blood family. I found that day an opportunity to be connected to something that was bigger than I was. It was bigger than my plans. It was bigger than my desires. I have found a purpose for living that's greater than anything I could ever imagine. I found an opportunity to get involved in something that would affect the whole world. And one day, I will find great reward for it. I found a great opportunity. How in God's name can I not go tell somebody about that opportunity? We do not well if we sit here every Sunday and we eat up the gospel like a smorgasbord and we enjoy the blessings of the word of God. And we come and we like it and we'll hear the preacher preach on grace and we'll hear the preacher preach on mercy and we'll hear the preacher break forth the bread of life and it tickles us to death and it thrills us to death and we'll come in and we'll eat it up and eat it up and eat it up and we fail. We fail. We do not well if we are not making an effort to go tell the people that are starving about what we have found. How many of you are saved today? You know, Jesus, He gave you a great opportunity. You're just like the leper. You was lost and hopeless and helpless. And you found grace. And if we're not willing to go tell somebody, we do not well. Brother Tommy, I, I, this is going to sound bad, and I don't need to sound as bad as it's going to sound, but it's going to sound bad. I, where I, went, where I went to school and everything, 
man, I got to just be honest, Chris. I don't know. I don't want to say this, but there was really not a strong mission emphasis. Is that a good way to say it? Be nice. And and it was all about Jerusalem. And I kind of picked up on that a little bit. And I hate that, and I wished it hadn't have been. And, and you know, we use the phrase, the, the light that shines the, uh, the farthest will shine the brightest at home. And I would use that as an excuse that we need to focus right here. Yes, but that's not, that's not God's heart and God's mind. And I've said this a hundred times, but I'm going to say it again. God's heart is missions. God's heart is every creature. Go preach to every creature, every person, every people group, every language, every tongue has heard. Listen, the the disciples didn't get it. Acts chapter 1. Jesus, are you going to set up your kingdom now? In other words, we're in now, we're going to be on the throne around you. Are you going to do that now? Jesus had been telling them. Listen, go into all the world, preach the gospel, go, 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 go. Go to every creature, go tell everybody about what you've seen. His whole three and a half year ministry on this earth was about going and telling, going and sharing, going and helping, going and healing, going and meet the needs, going and redeeming people. He said, it is not for you to know the times or the season which God has put in his own hand. Acts 1.8, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Power to do what? Have church? No. Power to sing? No. Power to have, power to have great revivals? No. Power to, power to... No, no, no. Power to witness. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be a witness unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now let me apply that to today. We got more of a responsibility than Coleman County. Now, let me say this on both sides of this deal. We cannot ease our conscience by, by supporting Brother Tommy and helping him go to Mongolia and sending him missions money and missions funds and helping him do that and then not do something here. But with that being said, we would be a hypocritical church if all we did was focus on the needs of Coleman and didn't see after Mongolia, Matili, the Sudan... Places where they have never heard. Why is it that fair that we have heard millions of times before somebody's heard it one time? We're debtors. We're debtors. Acts 1. They had the mandate. Be witnesses unto me. Acts 2. They had the message. Peter stood and preached repentance. Listen, they had the message, they had the mandate. Acts 3, they had the miracle. Y'all know, y'all heard me say it, I'm going to say it, I may say it every week. Just till we get it. Listen, the man was healed and they had the miracle. Acts 4, they started bringing money. They got money now. To do what? To fulfill the mandate. Acts 1, the mandate, go, go be witnesses. Everywhere, to every creature, to the uttermost. They had the message. They had the, they had the miracle. God was doing miracles to support the mandate. God was sending money to, to accommodate the mandate to go. But they never left Jerusalem. So chapter 5, we have problems. 
Chapter 6, we have major problems. Listen, Stephen's killed and martyred. And the Bible says great persecution came on the church. And then they went everywhere preaching the gospel. You know what I'm afraid? God's going to shake America up. Because we used to be the missionary sending country. We used to be the gospel sending center of the world. But now there are foreign countries sending missionaries to America. And God's going to shake our country up. Then if you keep reading, if you keep reading, you'll find there's a little place called Antioch. And, 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 and the Bible says that they were, they were serving God there and they called out two missionaries, Paul and Barnabas, and separate these for the ministry that I have them. And they laid hands upon them, they prayed for them and supported them and sent them out as missionaries. Do you know where they were first called Christians? It wasn't Jerusalem. Jerusalem was not the model church. Antioch was. You know why? Because they had a heart for missions. You know why? Because I believe this. I believe this. Paul picked this up from there. They felt like they were debtors. Debtors. We, are, we have a responsibility. We've got to go tell the people in the city because of what we have found. Not only because of the opportunity that's found, but last of all, we're going to pray. Not only because of the opportunity that's found, but because of the outcome that's foreseen. I believe them lepers looked at each other and said, said, guys, if we don't go back and tell them, they're going to die. They're going to starve to death. Can we have that on our conscience? Can you live with the fact that you had a piece of bread and you knew somebody was starving and you would not go tell them? Ladies and gentlemen, people are going to die without Jesus if we sit back and don't recognize the fact that we've been given a great opportunity. What are we going to do with it? And by the way, y'all ain't going to believe how broke I am. I need $2. Two dollars. Somebody give me two dollars. Somebody can have one, another can have one. I don't care how you do it, but I need two dollars, all right? I need to, you got it right here? Let me get it from Gabe because I don't have to pay him back. <laughs> all right. Check this out. This may not seem very significant. This may not seem very significant at all. I said $2, and there was elbows going everywhere trying to get to the wallet. And I know some of y'all were slow. That's very strategic, by the way. Oh, okay. You know. Yeah, I know how that is. It's like my dad. I go out deep. I, I, son, I left my wallet. He, he's very good at that, and he blames it on age, but that's a lie. $2. You realize half of the world lives on that a day. Half of the world. And this will be one coffee drink for us. One. 
Matter of fact, this one won't even get a mean bean. I need 75 more cents. <laughs> don't ask me how I know that. Amen. I don't. <laughs> well, I don't make much money. If you make more than that a day, you're richer than 50% of the entire world. Think about that a minute. We have been blessed beyond measure in the United States. What opportunity did I have? You're American. You know what? We're writing letters for friends to keep them here. Who's fixing them may have to leave. And we're born here. Do you understand people die to get here? People are dying to get in this country just to have a what? Opportunity. We're blessed. I know America's in trouble, and I know I'm running out of time, but, but, but look, no matter what, we're still one of the blessed, most blessed nations in the world. Listen, what's going to happen if we don't? What's going to happen if we don't see the need and realize we're debtors? To get this to people who've never heard. How many of y'all are glad for that uncle or aunt or brother or sister or, or preacher friend that told you about Jesus and you got saved? How glad do you think they're going to be that you put off cold drinks for a little bit? You didn't go out to eat for just a little bit so you could buy three or four of these. So one day a missionary could take it, and you don't even know where it's at, in a part of the world that you never even heard of, and set it down on the ground in front of that hut. And they hear, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Just because you were willing to get up a couple cheeseburgers just because you were willing not to, not to put off a little things that may be a hobby or this or that. And somebody got to go to heaven because you were willing to give. Because you felt like, I'm a debtor. I have received an awesome opportunity. Not just being saved, but being born in America. Where I had a chance to hear the gospel. We're debtors, people. Church, say amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I come before you. And I ask you.